Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we're sharing our thoughts on Team USA's world team, as well as giving you our podium predictions for the upcoming world championships. We hope you enjoy. All right, so in this episode, we are going to be giving you guys our podium predictions for Worlds, and we're also going to be sharing our thoughts on Team USA for Worlds and also for the Pan American Games. We have lots of thoughts, so we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. Starting with Team USA for Worlds, we have Simone Biles, Shailise Jones, Sky Blakely, Jocelyn Robertson, Leanne Wan, and the alternate, Kayla DiCello. That's really what got me. I feel like this team yeah. was pretty on I, par with what I thought was going to happen, given everybody's health at this point in time and, and also their performance yes. at selection camp. Yes, I was going to say Like, that. I think Jordan was definitely still in the conversation going into selection camp, but then she didn't really have the best performance there and other people did. And I think that kind of like solidified her being out of the mix. But then Kayla DiCello, I mean, she didn't do bad. I mean, she's been really steady, I guess, throughout this whole entire process. Has she? I feel like every time I see her on bars, she's falling. That's true. She has really, really struggled, particularly on her toe full on the low bar. And then she fell, I think, going into her Van Leeuwen day one of World Selection Camp. So that is true. She has had some struggles on bars. But I do feel like she's a solid backup person because she is the kind of person that... You know, she's not going to make an event final on any event. She probably isn't even going to contribute to Team USA on an event at this point in time. But she could if she was needed, which is exactly what you need from an alternate. Yes, and don't get me wrong. There's other people that score higher on certain events than her. But I think in terms of being the whole package and being able to go in on any event when you need her to, I think she does that job just fine. I'm not going to lie, though. I definitely think that despite how she performed at World Selection Camp, I still kind of saw Jordan Childs getting named the alternate. I did, too. I feel really bad for Jordan and Jade. They both have been having some issues with endurance, also maybe some slight potential injuries. I know at championships, Jade was having some sort of like wrist or hand issue. And then I thought I read somewhere that Jordan had an Achilles issue. It was either like a cyst in her Achilles or something like that. But then when I went to like find that tweet again, I couldn't find it. So it was one of those things like I saw it in my feed and I was like, oh, that makes sense why maybe she's not performing her best. But then I couldn't actually find it again to verify that that is what I saw. You dreamt it. So I'm just going to say that they both, I think, are lacking endurance at this point in time. Coming off of a lawn NCAA season And also maybe some other things going on that we don't fully know about. So I think given their performance at both championships and at world trials, I think it makes sense that they weren't named to the team, both of them. And they both still got international assignments. Jade's going to the Swiss Cup, which means she also maintains her national team funding, which I think is important. And then Jordan is on the Pan Am's team, which if you want to real quickly go into Pan Am's team and then we can come back to Worlds and kind of get into that. Yeah. So Pan Am's team, we have Jordan Childs, Zoe Miller, Tiana Sumanasekara, Kayla DiCello, Clea Lincoln, which we need to talk about her. And then Caitlin John is the individual for Pan Am's. She won last year. So that means that she automatically- well, she won in 2021, but- that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> she qualifies as an individual to Pan Ams. So she did get injured during World Selection Camp. We don't really have details on what happened, but I'm assuming because she was named to the team that they must be optimistic that she's going to be fine in a month when Pan Ams rolls around. Well, she wasn't named to the team. She was well, she's going as an individual. But they announced her like she's going. 
Like, I would think that if she tore her ACL or something, they would not announce that she was going. Oh, right, right, right. So we don't think it's a serious, super serious injury, but it was serious enough for her to pull out of World Selection Camp. All we know is that she crashed a vault, and that was from Scott Bragman, who was at World Selection Camp. So hoping the best for her and also hoping that because she was announced that that means it's not anything serious. Yeah, we'll take that as a sign. And then Jade Carey going to the Swiss Cup. She was actually originally named to the Pan Ams team, but she turned that down because it fell during the time that her sister is getting married. So pretty important, I guess. It is. (laughs) So she has opted out of going to the Pan American Games, which is totally understandable. And I think it's great that she's going to the Swiss Cup, still getting some, you know, more international experience. She's still kind of building back and um, gives her some time to kind of unwind and just rest up and prepare for next season. She has a long NCAA season ahead. Um, I'm assuming that she will not be doing all around every weekend. And that would be a really smart thing is if they only had her doing a couple events like bars and beam, just because I, I think it's possible for athletes to do NCAA gymnastics and elite gymnastics. I mean, we saw it with Jade and Jordan last year. And Leanne Wan is like thriving right now. She's better than ever. Right. So like it is possible. But I do think that when you do it for extended periods of time, we're going on two years now for Jade and Jordan of them not really having a break at all. Like that is a lot. It is interesting that they both are struggling at this point in time after like two seasons of balancing elite and NCAA. But then like you just said, Leanne isn't. Right. Like they're, <laughs> Leanne is looking the best that she's ever looked in her career. It so. could just be a, a coincidence. You know, I don't think there necessarily means that there's a correlation there, but I, I do think that it's interesting, I guess I'll say. <laughs> so anyways, I guess going back to the team and the thoughts that we have on the team, like I said, I think the right team was named. This is one of my favorite world teams, I will say. Yes. I am thrilled for Leanne. She is on fire. I think that she has just been undeniable between classics, championships, and world selection camp. I think the reason I didn't have Leanne initially on my team, it's because she's not, you know, a top three athlete on any event. Right. She's not going to go to world's likely unless other people have mistakes she's not going to go to worlds and get a medal in any event because her difficulty is not that high at least at this point in time and she's also kind of been getting hammered in the execution department which i don't know if i really agree with but well and i think with the talent on a team like team usa is she even going to be used in the team final? We can talk about that in a second, but I think that was my justification. It's not that she wasn't looking good. She looks amazing. I just didn't know where in the team final she would fit onto this team. And also, you know, with metal worthiness, uh, metal, metal potential as an individual. I didn't quite see that for Leanne. And, and to be honest with you, I still don't necessarily, but I think that she's earned her spot on this team because of how consistent she's been. Yeah. Um, you can absolutely put her up at any event and rely on her to get a score. Exactly. And, and that's ultimately what you want. And that's my argument for why Leanne should be on the team at this point in time with the way everyone else performed. Like I said earlier, yes, there's people that can put up a higher score on a particular event. But Leanne is really solid on all four events. If anything happens, whether it's an injury, an illness, nerves, and someone's a little bit shaky in warm-ups, Leanne is the kind of person that can be thrown in. I I feel like she can get you a countable score in the team final on any event. 
So I feel like that's good to have on your team, just to have somebody that you know you can rely on and really doesn't have a weak spot. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. So I'm okay with her being on the team, especially given the way others performed as well. I think that it was kind of a no-brainer that you take her at this point. Yeah. And then Sky, I would say she's doing the best bars and beam work of her entire life right now. She's been she's- nailing that bar dismount. And Beam. She's been nailing Beam, too. Yeah. Like, she's looked amazing. So, super happy that she was able to find her way onto this team for the second year in a row. Um, I feel like Simone and Shailise were kind of givens on this team. Like, they were pretty much as close as you could get to a lock, if not locks. And then Jocelyn. And then Jocelyn went from not even making the national team last year to now being on the world's team and could very, very likely be a world champion in a matter of a week. A little over a week. Love that glow up for her. I absolutely love it. I'm so proud of her. I can't even put it into words. I've seen some people online trying to say that she doesn't deserve to be on this team. And I couldn't disagree anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that she is contending for a spot in the event finals on two events, vault and floor. I really think on vault she could get a medal. Yeah. On floor she could too, I think depending on not only how she does, but also how other people do. Um, that one I think is not quite as as likely, but it's still possible. But Vault for sure, I see her contending. Well, and it's important to note too that granted she hasn't done the Chun in international competition yet, so we'll see how it scores. But she's been going in like the fourteen five, fourteen six range every single time she's done that Vault between Classics and World Selection Camp. And yes, we know it's domestic scoring, right? And but like, that's all we have to base it off of at this moment. My point is, is when you're looking at Team USA. Not only does she have a 6-10th higher scoring potential with the Chun, as opposed to some of the other vaulters that are just doing the Yurchenko double, she does have that score boost. And with the scores that she's been getting domestically, comparing those directly to the scores that everyone else is getting at the same competitions domestically, Jocelyn is without a doubt the second best vaulter on Team USA next to Simone right now. And with Jordan not being on the team, who else do you have even going for an event final spot? I mean, I guess Sky Blakely has been doing two vaults, but I don't think that she's, with her difficulty, really in contention. No, Jocelyn, like you said, Jocelyn has a chance at meddling in the vault final with her difficulty. And we'll see how it scores, but I don't think it's going to be a drastic difference than what we've been seeing. Like, I think she'll still be above 14, for sure, with their vaults. And Jocelyn is the only person on this team who has international experience from this year oh yeah i guess that's true it's i know it's crazy to think about because you have like simone and you have people who have but they haven't experienced but jocelyn has competed internationally this year and she's been doing really well yeah because on that note on floor she's going 14 plus on floor internationally and she has the top four this is according to the gym she has the top four international floor scores this year and I think, so, granted, when you factor in Simone and Rebecca Andrade, like, I, I think that, like, that number is going to change. Right. I'm not, like, say, I'm not saying that she's going to be the world champion. What I'm saying is that there's enough evidence to justify her being on this team. Exactly. Like, I, I am not agreeing with the takes that... For Vault and Floor alone, how she's done internationally this year, how she's done at Classics, Championships, World Selection Camp, you can't not take her. She's been way too good yes. this year. Yes. And she's really proven herself, and I think she's earned the spot. So that's our little rant about Jocelyn. So excited for her. Cannot wait to see how she does at Worlds. And I also think we have to talk about Kalia Lincoln. Mm-hmm. She was amazing at World Selection Camp. So she was leading Simone <laughs> and everybody, like Shailene's everybody, 
up until the last rotation, obviously on day one, because day two was only two events. Things nobody saw coming. Nobody. <laughs> like, I never would have guessed that that would. And granted, Simone was not having her best day. Like, she fell on bars, right? Or was it beam? Yeah, no, she, she fell on bars. She fell on bars. She fell on bars. And she fell on ball. Wobbly on beam, too. And out of bounds on floor, I think, twice. It just was not Simone's best day. And Kalia was having herself a day. Doing, like, her best beam, floor on par with what she's capable of doing. Vault was great. Bars is where she struggles. I hit my head on the pop filter. Once, sorry. At least once every episode she has to do it. Right. Literally. <laughs> um, anyways, I think that she looked amazing. And it was super exciting to see going into the last rotation that she was leading the pack. And you kind of started to think, like, holy shit. Like, could she make this world's team? Or at the very least, be an alternate? You know, it's not something that I was, I think, really considering, at least super legitimately. Like, I knew that there was maybe, like, a small chance, depending on injury and you know whatever happened i thought she might end up as the alternate with the way that she performed at world selection camp absolutely but like we said kind of the same argument with leanne as we had with kayla DiCello. i just think it comes down to being able to contribute on more than one event or even being able to contribute on more than two events like you're you're looking at girls that are pretty solid across the board and Clea is significantly weaker on bars than she is bars and beam honestly beam at world selection camp was great but like I don't think she's been doing that consistently enough to really justify putting her on the team and another her thing, floor I think would be used like, yeah we would use her floor Potentially in the team final. Her like, is great. And another thing, too, I don't think this is, like, a huge factor, but it is something to know. She hasn't competed internationally since 2021. Yeah. So we don't necessarily know in this current code of points how she would score internationally. I'm sure it would be fine because <laughs> she has really good execution. But also just, like, experience-wise, I think throwing such a newcomer into the world championship picture can be a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and you're going to see that probably with Jocelyn I mean this is her first world but she has been on a roll this year especially internationally and hopefully has some confidence because of that yeah Jocelyn has some momentum I feel like building up to this point where it's like Kalia it kind of feels like she's just now coming out of the scene yeah and I think that's not true she has been on the scene like as a junior she's out with a lot of injuries and it's been a long time since she was like really relevant in any conversation for international assignments yeah she kind of like was on the radar as a junior and like oh look at this up and coming kid she's so great and then she went off the radar and then she suddenly just showed back up and we're like oh yeah I forgot about her she's here yes and her scores on floor are contending with the best in the U.S. Um, and maybe could potentially contend with some of the best in the world, I think. But I just don't feel like this is her time right now. I feel like if she keeps going down the trajectory that she's on right now, she could really find herself as a dark horse for the Olympic team. I agree. I think her being on the Pan Ams team is going to be perfect. She's going to get some more recent international experience, hopefully do really well, win some medals, and maybe with some upgrades in the coming year, can kind of pull like a, a Jordan Childs from the 2021 Olympic cycle yeah, where you really just see like this glow up the year of the Olympics and is in the conversation more now than ever before. I'm here for it. I would be so excited for her. Um, I think she has a lot of potential. We've kind of been mentioning her more and more lately. And I think at World Selection Camp, she showed us why we should all be talking about her. I think she's amazing. And you know, right now, I don't feel like was her time for the world's team, but I think her time is coming. So I agree. super excited to see her at the Pan American Games. 
All right, so we're going to move into our team final lineups for the U.S., starting with Vault. I'm assuming me and Ashley are going to have the same <laughs> lineups because we usually we do. We usually do. So I have Jocelyn, or no, sorry, I have Leanne first, technically. So she would be the one going to qualifications. Yes. Then I have Shailise, then Jocelyn, then Simone Biles. Exactly what I have. On bars, same thing. I have Leanne first, which means that she would not be in my team final lineup, but I have her going in qualifications. Then I have Simone Biles, Sky Blakely, Shailise Jones. Copy that. Beam, I have Leanne, Shy, Sky, Simone. Ditto. And then floor, I have Leanne, Jocelyn, Shailise, Simone. So we have the same lineup, just flipped. Yep. I have Shaylee starting off. Okay. In team final, then Jocelyn, then Simone. I think it could go that's, either way. I mean, that's fair. You could do that. So basically what this means is that we would have Simone and Shaylee going for the all-around. Duh. Then you would have Leanne doing all-around in qualifications, which means that if there's any mistakes from anybody who is going for the all-around or any of the event finals, I guess maybe minus vault. She didn't do two vaults, right? Uh, she did. Oh, she did? Mm, I believe. I guess she is capable. She, she does. Has she, has, double and... she has two vaults. Okay, yes. so I guess vault as well. I don't think she's going to be competitive <laughs> on vault. Me either. <laughs> but I'm just saying that technically, by having her do all around in qualifications, that means that you have a backup for every single event if needed. And I like that. And I also like Leanne in that position. That's where I think she fits the team the best. She's, like mm-hmm. we said, she's not going to be somebody who's contending for a medal necessarily on any event. Um, And really, as we just went through, not even really contending for a spot in the top three, which but, means in team finals, that's your top three on each event. But she could if you need her to. Absolutely. And she's consistent, reliable. Girlfriend has been nailing that double-double on floor. Oh my goodness, left and been- right. So good. Yeah. Okay. She looks so happy when she's performing out there. I'm like, oh, I love Leanne. Yeah. She had a little mishap on her last pass. But I don't even care. Like, I still think she looks so good, even despite that. Yeah. It was so good. I know. When she stuck the double-double again, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, what is she on? I love it. Um. Okay. So then we have... That means Jocelyn would be going for a spy in the vault and floor final. Mm-hmm. And then Sky would be going for a spy in the beam and bar finals. In my opinion, it doesn't get much better than that. I think the team complements each other perfectly. So well. Yep. Like one of the best put together teams I think we've had in years. Like this team makes a lot of sense to me. Everyone is going for the right finals. You have girls that can actually seriously contend for medals in those finals. And then between Juan and DiCello, you have some really solid backup. Just if people need a break or if somebody is struggling for whatever reason. Like, yeah, if somebody makes a mistake, somebody gets injured. I mean, obviously, like, knock on wood, we don't hope that. But, you know, with it's gymnastics. Like gymnastics, you never know. So... You do, the backup people are just as important to the team picture as the people that you're going to have, you know, going for medals. And with the way that Leanne has been performing, I have no doubts that even if it was a last minute switch, I have no doubt that she would be able to go up and do a routine like that and be fine. Yes. So that is our lineup predictions for the U.S. You guys should let us know what you think. Uh, if you agree with what we have, I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts. Maybe we'll make that the question of the week for you guys to answer if you're listening on Spotify. Or do we want to do the podium predictions? I hit my head again on this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, maybe we should just leave it blank and then people can put whatever they want to put. We'll leave the question blank and you guys can just go off about whatever is <laughs> on your mind. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Um, okay. So let's do podium predictions starting with the team finals. Okay. So I don't think it's a surprise that I have the United States on top. Yeah. I think that's the most obvious answer. They mm-hmm. are returning three members from last year's team, all of which look better than they did last year. Sky Blakely, Shailise Jones, Leanne Wan all look better than they did last year. And they're yeah. back. You have Simone Biles and her return. You have Jocelyn, like we mentioned, being the only person with international experience this year on this team. Um, they're coming in with the highest margin of difficulty. I think it's a given. So, okay. No, no, no. I should not not say to give it based off what happened in Tokyo. Right. But did you not learn anything? I know. I know. But I'm saying with the potential, you're looking at the potential with, you know, difficulty and level of consistency. And the way people have been forming recently. Up until this point, we have absolutely zero need to be concerned about anybody on this team. I think that if they go out there and do even like a fraction of what they've been doing this season so far, I think it's it's gold for the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And of talent- course, that can change. That's, you know, right. these are just our predictions. The talent is off the charts, though, with this team. I Like I said, this is one of my favorite world teams for the U.S., I think, ever. So I have no doubts that they'll come home with the gold second i kind of went back and forth with i did too <laughs> my silver and bronze i ended up going with great britain okay i did second. too i literally typed something out and then deleted it three times <laughs> <laughs> so i went with great britain because they obviously won the silver medal last year as a team and i feel like the core of the team has been so consistent and performed well not only through worlds last year qualifications and team finals but then europeans this year i just feel like it's a consistent solid group that also has good amounts of difficulty that I think is going to really really contend strongly for that silver medal position yeah and I think they have areas where we could potentially see a rise in difficulty Jessica Gatarova mm-hmm. did a chung at the British World Trials which yeah. would add six tenths to their difficulty and then Ruby Evans and Alice Kinsella they're training Aminars I don't know if it's like a smart decision to whip that out at the World Championships I don't expect to see that I think we'll see the doubles from them but i think even with the chun from jessica Gatarova, yeah like that could be a huge boost for them mm-hmm. i also feel the most confident in their ability to hit across the board compared to a team like brazil china japan you know there's other teams that i think are kind of more like on the bubble or in the mix for getting a medal i should say i think i just have more confidence that a team like great britain is going to hit on all events across the board mm-hmm. i agree and i think they're riding the high from last year as well with mm-hmm. that silver medal so then do we both agree that we have brazil in third yes to me it just feels like their year they obviously missed the medal podium last year but they also had flavia Sariva not at 100 percent. she only did bars in the team final because she got injured yeah and i think that them getting bronze or maybe even potentially contending for a silver is really going to be contingent on how flavia looks yes um she did just compete at the paris world cup where she got a bronze on beam but not doing her full difficulty not doing her full difficulty on vault 
which we know she's capable of your Tranko double, only doing a full. And then for Beam and Floor, only had a 5-6 difficulty in Paris. Although I will say her bars, she got the highest bar score that she's gotten in a long time at the Paris World Cup. So I'm like, bar queen, question mark. <laughs> bars world champion with all the injuries this year, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Probably not that. But I do think that they're going to be relying on Flavia to be... You know, at her best, bringing her most difficult routines um, and execution with a lot of their scores is going to be a big factor. And then obviously consistency, like that's the case for anybody. But Brazil is one of those teams that like they're either going to like destroy you or they're going to just fall apart. There yeah. is no in between. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. people are either getting injured and they're having beam meltdowns or they're like on top of it and they're coming for the medal, you know? And you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, the vibe for this year, the vibe that I'm feeling personally with them is that they're going to hit and they're going to be on fire and they're going to win a medal. That's my prediction. I think so too. And I would absolutely love that because I had them on my podium last year before the injury to Flavia. Yeah. So I think it's their year. They have Jaji Barbosa back and I think if they can get her particularly on floor, she got a 13-4 at Paris World Cup. Yeah. Which is a good score that they'd love to have in the lineup. Vaults, she's capable of doing a Yurchenko double. She's done it in the past, but not sure if we're going to see that at Worlds, but that would be a huge boost if it was ready. Yeah. Really curious to see what their lineups are going to look like. But... And then Andraji, too, I think. Obviously, she's amazing. She has a bunch of difficulty and is kind of like the leader for the team, but that toe full to double-double that she did at Paris World Cup was not the best. And I think that do you think she'll keep it in for Worlds or do you think she'll take I it out? I can see her keeping it in, but unless it's been like wildly inconsistent in practice leading up to Worlds, then I think it would be smart to take it out. Like, I don't but, know if it's worth it. That's kind of my but thought. The first time she ever did it, I think it was Brazilian Championships. There was like that video of her doing it in training. It looked really, really good. So I think that, you know, it's possible that she can do it well and maybe just was off at the Paris World Cup. Who knows? I think that... I think maybe what you're saying is she deserves another chance before we tell her that she needs to take it out. Yes. And also I think that how she... Whether or not she does that... And then how she does it could also contribute to where Brazil places on the podium. Like if she does it and nails it and other things are going right as well. Like I think that could be the boost that Brazil needs. Totally. Or if she messes it up, you know, that could take them. If they're going to fight even for silver, you know what I mean? Like that could be the difference. That's what I'm saying about Brazil. Like I would not be shocked if they get a silver here. I think that they could get a medal, whether that be bronze or silver, or they could not get a medal at all. I like think- it literally. <laughs> is going to be like one extreme to the other. Like they're either getting a medal and they're doing it in a, in a really, I don't want to say dominating fashion, but they're either going to like go big and get a medal or they're going to like flop. I think <laughs> that there's some question marks with Flavia. Okay, I, back up. I don't want to say there's a question mark with Flavia because obviously we saw her at Paris World Cup and she's back. She's fine. It's good. It's the difficulty and then also the consistency. Yes. And I think that Andraji and Flavia being on and doing as much difficulty as they can is going to be key for Brazil if they want to get on the metal podium and even fight for a, a silver medal. Yes. Um, or fight for the bronze, depending on just how things unfold. And that's why I had Great Britain with silver, because in the end, I feel like I have more, a little bit more faith in their ability to... They're a little more consistent and it's the same core team everyone's been healthy for the most part you know what i mean yeah. like it's like you know what to expect from them where i feel like brazil we don't fully know what to expect yet i'm hoping that we will see great things from them <laughs> that is what i Me want too. so 
China, I considered as well. I know they have a bunch of difficulty on their team, but they also have a really, I don't want to say inexperienced, but Oh Yushan is the only one on that team that has been to a world championships before. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of up and coming. Very good and lots of talent on the team. But, but they're all, they're still weak in areas like vaults and yeah. floor. They dominate when it comes to difficulty on bars and beam and execution. But I don't know if they're a well-rounded enough team yeah. at this point. And we've heard some rumors online and granted we don't know like how true these rumors are, but just that the team's not at like peak health or in peak shape um which we'll see when we get there i say when we get there when i get there um for podium training and can actually see what they look like in real life um to see kind of even just consistency wise how they're doing i i think china i always want china to be in the mix but i also feel like the last couple of years have been a struggle yeah and at this point in time, I'm not super confident in their abilities to get on the medal podium. I think they're going to be really just gunning for a team spot for Paris. Mm-hmm. And Japan as well is a team that I think is in the mix. I think that they could find their way onto the medal podium, mm-hmm. um, depending on what happens. So that's another team I think to keep your eyes on. Those are the teams that, in my opinion, are really challenging for a medal at this stage. Yep. Italy's had some injuries. Um, Belgium has had some injuries. Canada is kind of... Canada's Canada. And Ellie Black hasn't been 100%. She's coming back from an injury, so she'll she'll be fine for Worlds. But in terms of her difficulty and I just how prepared she is, I guess, remains to be seen. They don't have the same team that they did last year when they got the bronze medal. So I just think they're not as... And I don't want to say they were ever. I was going to say that, that they are not a guarantee, but I guess they weren't a guarantee last year either. No. I just year, don't. I think that last year was like a. Um, it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of, of being in the right place at the right time and, and being able to capitalize. Like, I don't want to take away anything from Canada. At the end of the day, they didn't have any mistakes and they were, if I'm remembering correctly, they were the only team that didn't have any falls. Yes. So like they absolutely earned that. But I also think that without, even if, even with them hitting all of their routines, they needed other teams to make mistakes to even have a shot at going for the podium you know what i mean yeah it was kind of like right place right time yeah and they 100 percent earned it then but i'm not sure if i'm really i mean watch them show up and like <laughs> like make an ass out of me but i'm not really considering them in the mix for a medal at these world championships but they are already qualified on to the olympics as a team which is great for them that means they can just focus on upping their difficulty focus on cleaning up execution, gaining consistency, all the things that really matter in the end when you are trying to contend for a medal. So that way, come Paris, they can really consider themselves in the mix. Okay, moving on to all-around and event podiums? Yes. Okay, so the big showdown, the all-around final. I think this is going to be really the first time that we actually get to see Simone and Andrade go head-to-head. It's not actually the first time but no well, it feels like the first time because simone well you have what happened at the olympics <laughs> yeah and like, like there was qualifications like they both were competing in the same meet at qualification okay not literally the same exact meet. not in the same subdivision not the same subdivision but like the same it's the same meet it was the olympics they were both in qualifications so we have those scores that we can compare and simone was over three tenths ahead of rebecca but a lot has changed since then you know what i mean like right. and we haven't seen rebecca the code has changed Simone had the twisties. Simone has less difficulty now than she did back then. Yep. Rebecca, like you just said, hasn't done floor yet this year. So here's what I have. So I went 
and I took Simone's start values, given the 6.4, which we'll talk about in more depth when we get to vault, but the 6.4 start value for the Yurchenko Double Pike, which is now official. So taking yay. that, I know, yay, taking that and then all of Simone's other start values that she's had this year, so no upgrades factored into this, and then taking Andraji's scores from when she won Worlds last year, plus adding in her extra difficulty from doing the TOEFL double-double, which she did at the Paris World Cup. Obviously, we don't know 100% what her difficulty is going to be because she hasn't done floor, but taking Mm. just what she did last year when she won Worlds and then adding in the difficulty that we know she's going for on bars, Simone is still, and this is an approximation, it's pretty close, but approximation because obviously start values fluctuate. Like all it takes is missing a connection here or there and your start value can drop by a tenth or two. Or, right. You know what I mean? So I don't want to like concretely say this is going to be the difference between the two, but approximately a point and a half Simone has on Andraji. So she's right a little, now. A little bit of a cushion. Yes. And then Andraji over Shailish Jones which is who I have for bronze. Same. <laughs> Andraji with the same difficulty looking at last year's Worlds and that upgraded bar routine versus Chilise day two of Nationals. Approximately a point difference between Andraji and Chilise. So, so that's not as big of a gap. It's not, but I think that the podium is pretty clear as long as everyone just does their normal. Same. Like, <laughs> I would be shocked if the podium is anything different than Simone, Rebecca Andraji, and Shailish Jones. I think, and I'm sure this could get, this could totally backfire on me, but I let me, let me say it clearly. <laughs> She's going to send it anyway. She's like, all right, let's, let's go. I think Simone doing normal Simone cannot be beaten. And I think Andraji. That's a bold thing to say, considering, considering that she almost happened. just got beaten. Okay, but what, keyword, normal Simone. Simone. Simone hitting. Not Simone having a bunch of wobbles and falls all over the place. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Obviously, she can be beaten with she with having a bunch of mistakes. Simone doing normal Simone, I do not think can be beaten. And then Andraji doing normal Andraji, I don't think can be stopped by Shailish Jones. But again, that's Andraji doing normal Andraji. When mistakes happen, obviously the door swings wide Shit open. Shit gets wild. Yeah. Like real fast. So I think if everything is normal, which it probably won't be, because <laughs> that's what happens, I think the podium will be Simone. Simone. Wow. That's never, what... I've never heard that one before. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. Simone. Simone. Yeah, what? Simone. Obviously, I know how to say Simone. Come on. Simone, Andraji, and Shailise. I also think it gets confusing because we alternate between using first names and last names. All right. Some people Simone. I use their first name and then some people I use their last name. Let like me... Andraji, I always say Andraji. But Simone, I always say Simone. I never call her Biles. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, Flavia, we call Flavia, not Sariva. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like certain people we say first names, certain people we say that's last true. names. That's true. That's a bad habit. Let me re-say it. My podium is Simone, Rebecca, and Shailise. And I agree. Period. Okay. Anything else to say about the all-around? Um, not really, no. Honestly, I think all the notes I have, you pretty much covered. Period. Okay, Vault, Biles, Andraji, Jocelyn Robertson? Yes, that's what I have. Okay, so back it up. Simone Biles. Simone Biles with that Yurchenko double pike. 
6.4 officially, guys, for the start value on that. Justice has been served. So last quad, it was given a provisional 6.6 start value. But then with the new code, all of the vaults dropped or were lowered by four tenths, meaning that we were kind of expecting Simone's vault to be given a 6.2. But then she showed up at Classics and USA Gymnastics judges were evaluating it as a 6.4. And, we and everyone was like, what? Like, we don't get it. And then we found out that the plan was to submit a Yurchenko double tuck as a 6.2 and then therefore submit the Yurchenko double pike as a 6.4. And we got word from Chelsea Memo at World Selection Camp that they finally heard back from the FIG and it's official. They're going with the 6.4 start value for Simone's vault. So, Which is what it deserves. So yes. yay, we are celebrating. And Simone said afterwards that she was... Almost like expecting to be disappointed because in the past she's been disappointed, especially I think with her skills, her massive skills and it being undervalued. Like the double, double off beam. Yeah. So I think like her expectations were pretty low. I think that's all of our expectations at this rate, right. to be fair. But 6-4, I think is something that we can all be happy about. And even Simone was like, maybe I should ask for higher. And I'm like, honestly, girl, shoot your shot. Like you might as well. <laughs> right. Going. What is that quote? The answer is always no, unless you try or unless you ask <laughs> that's true but i think six four is good i think that makes sense and i think that's something that we can all be happy about um so i, I think- also think that that locks her in for gold Mm-hmm. I would want if she falls. I think it'll get interesting. But I think even with Laurent being on the podium, I don't have the scores in front of me right now. But she fell on vault. Her Yurchenko double pike. She fell at selection camp and still got like a mid fourteen. <laughs> right. And then when she hits, and that's also with Laurent standing with the there. Laurent deduction. And then when she hits it with the Laurent deduction, which is five tenths. Yeah, she's still getting like high fifteen, mid high fifteen. Yeah. So I think with that and then the Chun, obviously, she's pretty untouchable. Even, I don't want to say this confidently because watch me be wrong, but I think even with a fall on vault, she she could still... It would make it more interesting for sure. Yeah, but she would definitely medal, no doubt. Yeah. Even with a fall, she could fall on that vault and she's still going to walk away with a medal. I guess what color we would have to see depending on how other people did. That's but... what I that's what I was going to say. I think depending on how well like other a, like people if, do. Like if Andraji goes out there and sticks her chun and, you know, sticks her Yurchenko double, or if she does the Aminar, who knows, maybe she'll bust out the Aminar. That'd um, be cool. I think maybe it could be a different story, but... I think the the real point is with that massive difficulty for someone on fall, no matter what happens, she's going to get a medal. And I think that as long as she puts it to her feet, it's almost a guaranteed gold. Yes. I would agree with that. Andraji, I think, is pretty safe in the silver spot with her vaults. Um, even if she doesn't do the MNR, I think her execution is high enough. And we know how big and explosive her vaults are. Yeah. Um, so I think she should feel pretty good about getting a silver on vault as long as everything is normal. And then I'm going with Jocelyn Robertson on vault. And I think it depends on how it's scored internationally. Obviously, she hasn't done the Chan yet on the international stage. But domestically, it's scoring 14-5, 14-6 range which is absolutely competitive for the world's medal podium and i don't think it's necessarily going to get that because international judges obviously but um i think she's definitely in the mix for sure and i think that would be really really cool for her to get an individual medal at her first world championships okay moving on to bars i'm gonna go with this is what i'm really 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 hoping for and i feel good about it kaylee anymore okay that's world, what I world champion i was like 
you had me like on the edge of my seat here. I was like, what are you going to say? <laughs> Suspense. She has the highest difficulty score with a 6-9. Yeah, 6-9 difficulty. She got at African Championships. Just crazy. And textbook bar work. Like, it does not get any better. So she that. had falls twice, I think, at the Paris World Cup and still medaled. Obviously not gold, but still medaled. Yeah, actually, let me pull up her score really quickly. The field is more open now with some big names out of the picture, like Nina Derwal and Suni Lee and Elizabeth Seitz and Becky Downey. Like, those are some big names. Those are all people that have medaled on bars at the World Championships in the past Yeah, that are not in the conversation this year she got a 13-6 in qualifications at paris world cup that was with a fall she got a 14-1 and got bronze in the event final and to be honest with you i don't remember off the top of my head if that was with a yeah fall. we tuned in to event finals late she had already gone on bars so i was going just off of what people were saying online i know for a fact that she did not have a hit routine and she fell she fell in qualifications too which is a 13-6 is actually still a really good score yeah so i think that there might be some nerves there potentially especially with the paris world cup competing in france with everything that happened with the doctors in france not clearing her to compete and basically kind of like trying to force her to retire and then the whole thing where they blocked her from trying to go compete for Algeria and, and her coach wasn't on the floor with her. Yeah, they're kind of being like assholes about it. So I'm sure that that probably played into her performance as well. But I don't or know. at least it would if I was her. <laughs> like if that right. was me, I'd be like a head case. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I think I feel good about worlds and I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like this is her moment. And I, I, I could totally see her coming away with the gold medal. So that's my pick for gold. And then for second, I think it's really going to depend on, again, if she hits or not. But Chu Chi Yuen. Yes, that's ha- what I have. Has a 6.7 D score. She obviously could contend for gold as well, depending on how things play out. I think the Chinese kind of have a track record of having a bunch of difficulty and then falling in the world finals. <laughs> so, but I think she's beautiful on this event and having the second highest difficulty in the field. I think, you know, depending on what happens, absolutely in contention for gold, silver, um, a, a medal of some sort. I can actually see that going either way, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I could very much see her walking away with a gold medal as well, and then Kaylee and Nemo walking away with silver. It's really hard to predict. <laughs> and then for bronze, I have Shailise Jones. I couldn't decide. I went back and forth, but I have Andraji or Shailise. That's fair. There's a lot of girls that are hanging out in that... 6.4 D score range on bars. So therefore it's a matter of who gets all their connections, obviously not factoring in upgrades for some of these athletes. I don't think Shailise will necessarily have any upgrades. I'm imagining what we've been seeing from her this year is what she'll come out with, but she's been looking really good on this event. She's been nailing her double front dismount and she got a silver medal on bars last year. So, and I think she looks better this year than she did last year. So yeah, I have her Getting the bronze medal here. Okay, what about Beam? Beam, I have Simone Biles. Yep. Chi Chi Yuan. And <laughs> for bronze, I have Flavia. <laughs> <laughs> because my this is my thing. I have to manifest it. I know it's going to happen at some point. And I know every time we look like clowns because she ends up not getting a medal. But I, I have to, like, stay true to my heart. And I just think that... <laughs> I really didn't know what you were going to say, and I'm not surprised that you said Flavia. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, you have to you have to manifest it. I hit my head again on this. 
I'm so sorry. Honestly, it's at least a solid twice an episode that she does that. It's because I'm turning to look at you and then my... I'm turning to look at you and I don't have that problem. Okay, well, look at that bug. Oh my god. What is that even? That's not a spider. That's like... It's like a daddy long legs with wings. You know, the spiders with the long legs and then it has wings and it was kind of doing a little dancey dance on the window. I didn't like that. Okay, anyways. (laughs) Um... Yeah, Flavia's coming off getting bronze on beam at the Paris World Cup. Yeah, I, th- I think I have to go with what... <laughs> it's, okay, it's for sure a feelings pick, but I will say this. I will say this. I also have Sky in the mix. It's not an off-the-wall feelings pick. Like, it's feelings, but also, like, it could happen. There isn't, like, too much strategy behind that <laughs> prediction. And that's fine. That's fair. You're, these are your predictions. I also have Sky. I think that if her ribbon cooperates... <laughs> She has the difficulty. She's also been looking so confident on that event. I really think she could get a medal here. I think this is her time. But I also think it's Flavia's time, so I'm <laughs> conflicted. Okay, well, I, I mostly agree. I have Simone on top just for consistency purposes. She also has a pretty high D, 6.5. Chuchi Yuen has a 6.8 D. So honestly, I think she could win the whole damn thing. Do I see that happening because of consistency reasons? I don't know if I see that happening, but I'm just it saying, could. I'm saying that it could. And right now I'm going to have her with the silver medal. And then I have Sky for redemption on beam getting the bronze. And listen, I'm here for that. That's why I, I have like Flavia with a bunch of exclamation points. And then I also have slash Sky. Because I really think that Sky is probably more likely, but my heart would really be happy if Flavia That's fair. got the bronze. That's fair. I think she deserves it. I think she's long overdue. I think she's done great beam work for many years and has been robbed of many medals <laughs> okay what about floor last event floor i have simone with the highest d score obviously a 5-8 i have her coming out on top i have andraji second and jessica Gatarova, the reigning world champion coming away with the bronze yep. That's exactly i think what I have. in a stacked field like this what we think this world floor final is gonna look like um, I think it's going to be harder for Jessica to come away on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Simone, even not having her highest difficulty, she still has the highest difficulty, at least from what we expect. And what we saw last World Championships with Jessica in particular was the artistry deductions that the judges are really, really nitpicky about. And she was not getting that at Worlds. And that, I think, kind of made a big difference last year. Yeah. When you look at, like, Jordan Childs versus... Jessica Gatarova, and honestly, that's a whole other debate that we don't even have time to get into right now. Whether or not you agree that just because they have different styles doesn't mean that it's not still artistry, whatever. Right. The, the point is <laughs> that is a whole can of worms. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I looking at my like imaginary watch. I'm like, I don't have time for this. We're right supposed now. to go clean our aunt's house. Um, we're supposed to be there in like 15 minutes. We were supposed to, we were supposed to leave 10 minutes ago, and we're still here. <laughs> so maybe another day. Honestly, we talked about it last year, but. Anyways, if if we're bored one day, maybe we'll talk about that again. We'll open that can of worms once more. But um, I think Jessica, I will say, she's been incredibly consistent on floor all has. year. Um, so I, yeah, I she think- has good difficulty. She's consistent. She doesn't have artistry deductions really. So, um, her the likelihood of her getting a bronze medal if she hits, I think, is pretty good. And then Rebecca, we haven't seen her on floor this year, like we've said a million times already. But she always shows up to worlds ready to dominate. So yeah. And I do think Jocelyn could be in the mix. Um, She has a 6.3 difficulty score, but that's without any upgrades. And she got a 6.5 at July National Team Camp. 
And I'm not sure what routine she did there, but we do know that she's training a front full through to double layout that she warmed up in podium training at U.S. Nationals and it looked pretty good. So maybe she's planning on throwing that in for Worlds. I mean, it would be smart to do, especially if she were to make the event final. Like, why not go for it? You Mm -hmm. know, like this is the chance. Like, I don't think that she's necessarily going to get a medal. Even with Um, the upgrade. No, no, I think with the upgrade, she would be more... More there, there's more yeah. of an argument for it. Um, which is why I'm like, you know, hell, go for it. But I still think even with an upgrade, just with Biles and Draji and Gatarova, that podium just feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm gonna lock in with that prediction. I agree. Also, I meant to mention this when we were talking about Simone's vault. Now it's kind of random, but I still want to mention it. Um, obviously going to get the Urchenko double pike if she does it successfully. She's going to get that named after her, yeah. which will be her fifth skill in the code of points because she has two floor passes. She has a vault already. And then she has the double, double beam dismount. So iconic behavior right there. And if she wins the all around, it'll be her sixth world all around title. Mm-hmm. Also, this could potentially be her last world championships. Mm-hmm. And that would mean that she is ending where she started back in 2013 when it was held in Antwerp. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Like what a full circle moment. To win your first world championships and then 10 years later be back in the same arena and potentially win your last world championships. I and mean, we what say, a story. We say potentially because obviously the Olympics are going to be next year, so there's not going to be a world championship. We didn't even think she was going to be here. No, we you know did I mean? not. We so, thought Paris or we, Paris. We thought Tokyo was going to be her last Olympics. Right. And here we are. So obviously nothing's a guarantee. We're just saying that like, assuming this will be her last Olympics, this would also be her last world championships then. So just things to think about. Very, very excited though for these world championships. Ashley will be there in person and we still don't know how to watch. Well, you guys still don't know how to watch. Like, yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be right there. The media is sitting by vault apparently. And by beam. And granted, I don't know how the, how big like the tribune area is. So it's one of those things where like, you could be sitting closer to the vault side. You could be sitting more closer to being like smack dab in the middle of beam. I don't know where we're going to be sitting. Yeah. But maybe I'll just like, maybe we can do like a collective Zoom call. I'm joking, but we can do a collective Zoom call and I can- You can live stream it for us. Yeah, through Zoom and everyone can just join and you'll have a great shot of Beam, Vol, and honestly, Floor as well, because I think Floor is going to be right behind Beam. So maybe uh, tune into my live stream. (laughs) Don't say that. You're going to hear me in your phone. (laughs) I'm joking. Okay. FIG people, if you're listening, that was 100% a joke. But seriously, can we have the streaming details, please? Yeah, nothing is nothing is out yet. So I've heard rumors that it's going to be on Peacock and then tape delayed on NBC, but not confirmed. And I've been checking all over the place. I've been checking like high and low, trying to find something and there's nothing yet. So obviously stay tuned to social media because us as well as probably a million other people will be posting the details when it is available. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I would like to have that information to close out this episode, but like we don't have it. So well, we're like, world is going to be exciting. How is, how is everyone going to watch it? Stay tuned. I don't know. No one knows. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll be watching it somehow. We do know that. Yes. We don't know how yet, but we will know soon, hopefully. <laughs> also, we had to finish out with the question of the week. Oh, yep, that's right. So this one I feel like is fitting given some of the discourse that was happening online, particularly on Twitter. Um, There was also a Reddit thread about it, but... 
Um, it is basically asking for our thoughts on the Addison Feta discourse, which if you don't know, I guess I can read. To be honest with you, I saw her tweet, but I haven't really seen much of what everyone else is saying about it. So this will so be news somebody, to me. Somebody tweeted, um, I don't understand why AF, so they it's the initials of Addison Feta, would postpone going to OU to try for the Olympics. I'd be shocked if she made it to trials. And then Addison Feta quote tweeted it and said, never have I ever said my goal for staying an extra year is to make the Olympic team. I truly love elite gymnastics and I wasn't ready for it to end. Mm -hmm. Um, So I talked to Addison, I don't remember what month it was, but a couple months ago. And I want to say I said this on the podcast at one point. You did, I think. one thing that I noticed about her was just how much she loved, loves, I don't know why I'm saying love, like it's past tense, <laughs> how much she loves gymnastics and even just like going to national team camps. Like she spoke so positively about it and, and she voluntarily went like there was, yeah. a, there was a, was it Pan Am championships? Yes. And she went to the camp right after that, even though she just got done competing. And I asked her why, and she's just like, it was optional, but I want to go. Like, I just love it so much. Like, it's like the best time. Yeah. So, truthfully, I think that she just loves doing gymnastics at the elite level. It's fun to challenge herself. It's fun to push herself. And it's fun to win medals. I mean, she's won medals at international competitions this year. And she was at trials in 2021. And that's just the thing. I think sometimes we as fans think that the only thing that these athletes are working for is the Olympics. And let's be real. A lot of the time, somewhere in their brain, that is the goal. You know, like, why are you competing at the highest level if you are not somewhere in your brain, at least at one point in time, trying to go for the Olympics? Like, that usually is the case. But I would also argue that there's so much more to competing at the elite level than just making it to the Olympics. For some of these athletes, being at the Olympic trials and being in that environment is such an honor. It's such a thrill. Um, it's something that they will always look back on and be able to say that they did. They can go around and brag to people in their life about how, yeah, like I competed at the Olympic trials and, you know, whatever year. I mean, Trinity Thomas basically said that that's her goal. I mean, sure, like she's not going to say that she's not trying for Paris. Right. That's like, what I'm saying. Like somewhere goal, in your head, you probably are hoping somehow, some way that you are in contention for the Olympics. Or like when people ask you about it, like, oh, are you training for the Olympics? Yeah, I am. You know what I mean? Like Addison Veda, sure. If someone asks her, she's technically training for the paris olympics but, but i like, think she probably knows that she's not gonna make it and i also my argument is like i think that's okay i think you could still be competing at the highest level with other goals in mind whether that's pushing your difficulty whether that's seeing how close you can get to the olympic team whether that's trying for an alternate spot whether that's trying to get another international assignment in the next year whether that's trying to just make it to the olympic trials and being a part of that environment and getting the experience and being able to say that you did it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i just think there's so many reasons why somebody would choose to continue competing at the elite level um and i think that's something that we can probably all agree with i think where a lot of the discourse was coming was it's and we've had this kind of i don't think we've had this conversation on the podcast necessarily but as a collective the gymnastics community has had this conversation before where you know sometimes we as gymnastics fans have opinions or we have questions about things and you know, we will tweet that into the void and the chances that the athlete sees it is pretty high. And I think we sometimes forget that. And this person, they didn't use her name. They used initials. But let's be real. It's also not that hard to figure out how well, many my, how many AFs are trying for the Olympics. Well, my you favorite know? thing is whenever people use abbreviations like that. Sometimes I don't even know who they're talking about. But the funny thing is, is you scroll down and people are like, who are you talking about? I can't figure it out. And then someone ends up saying it anyways. 
Well, right. So it's like, what's the point? Of- and I, I don't know how algorithms work. You know, I can't explain all of that. But just from talking to athletes, I can almost promise you that if you are tweeting something about them, that there's a 90% chance that they are seeing it. And not only they're going to see it, but their families see it. Their coaches see it. It gets back to them like, somehow. They know. They and everybody in their camp knows what was said. Trust. And, Trust and believe. this is where it's difficult. And this is where I kind of see both sides to the I guess argument, quote unquote, is I think as gymnastics fans, you know, we should be allowed to tweet about the sport, about the athletes. Like these are high level athletes. They know that they're in a sport where they get a lot of attention from the media, from fans. And that's kind of just what comes with being a high level athlete. Like do you know I'm, I'm thinking of like the nfl mm-hmm. and like does patrick mahomes get on twitter after a football game and get upset that people are talking about him or, like, or, or making fun of his voice or that people are questioning like why he's doing football still or whatever you know what i mean like, right not that i think anyone's doing that necessarily but like no, but i see him getting roasted for his voice and sounding like kermit the frog all the time and like here's the thing maybe he is getting upset about it i don't know i don't follow him that closely but i think my point is this is sports and this is what happens with sports at the highest level and it's part of having gymnastics be taken seriously as a sport is not policing what fans can say online but at the same time personally this is just my personal opinion I also think that like these are young athletes you know in football you're talking about grown adult men and oftentimes in elite gymnastics you're talking about athletes that are lingering around 16 to 18 years old that's young. You know what I mean? And maybe some of the people that are tweeting these things are also around that age. But like speaking from my own personal experience, you know, I'm, I'm a full blown adult now at this stage of my life. And at one point in time, I was the kind of person that would just tweet every single thought that came to my mind, even if it wasn't maybe the nicest thing. So I think that comes with age. But I also think that there is some level of empathy or sensitivity with younger athletes um i've seen people use the word coddling like we don't have to coddle them but i don't necessarily think it's coddling them i think that like sometimes thoughts are better left off in your head or at the very least put it in a group chat you know how many group chats me and asher are a part of where i say things that i would never say publicly but it gives me an outlet to share my passionate opinions and maybe i'm shit talking just a little bit and that's allowed as fans you know what i mean like we're all allowed to do that no one's saying you can't do it but because i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings right i'm not going to publicly put it out there on the internet and, this and person, that's just our choice that's how we choose to operate that's right. how we choose to run our social media that's but i'm also saying that comes with age i think that's mm-hmm. my personal opinion i think that when i was 16 17 18 years old i mean some of you have been following us for a long time and you probably know that like oh my gosh i'm not gonna repeat things that i know that i said but i said <laughs> some pretty awful things we had i look some- back now and i'm like excuse me we had some pretty bad takes, you know. Like, and you needed a timeout. It happens, you know. I think social media, there's this level of being anonymous and not really ever having to, like, own up to and or, like, truly face the things that you say. Because oftentimes we don't have our names out there. We don't have our pictures out there. I could make an anonymous account right now and go tweet some awful things and no one would ever know that it was me. But the athlete might see it and it might hurt their feelings. You know what I mean? So I think it's really complex. I think this is the age that we live in with social media. I think part of it's maturity. I think some people on the gym internet are younger and we sometimes forget that. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's easy for us people who are full blown adults, you know, whether you're in your mid or I guess even early 20s, late 20s, 30s, whatever age. Um, I think we reach a level where like, we feel content with not voicing every opinion that we have mm-hmm. and kind of just letting our opinions exist in our heads, or in small circles with people that we're close with, and not necessarily feeling the need to put it out there if that makes any sense whatsoever. So no, yeah. I think what I'm saying is I can see I can see both sides. I think that people should be allowed to say what they want. And to be clear, I don't think that that initial tweet that I read to you that that started all this. I don't think that that person was rude. Like they weren't, you know, calling her names. They weren't, you know, being like extremely offensive or anything like that. I think they were just questioning like why she's even bothering at this rate, which I think is a valid thought to have. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't think you're wrong for questioning. But that. also, why do you care? I think it's unfortunate that Addison saw it. I think that Addison is probably in her feels right now. Literally a couple, I think a day before, a couple hours before, she posted a TikTok that I saw and I sent it to you. Ash, I didn't send it to you, but I told you to go look at it. And it was kind of sad. It was basically her saying like that the audio of the TikTok was saying like everybody's moving on and you're kind of just like left behind. And I feel like I failed. Yeah, that was the premise. Of... And then imagine getting on Twitter and seeing that. Right. You know what That's I mean? what I'm saying. Like I see all that and I'm like, oh my God, like someone protect her. Right. And like, it's not your job. I just dropped my phone. I'm sorry. I guess it's not your job as a fan to protect her. Ultimately, like, she could choose to not go on social media, but she's also a teenager. And, like, when you were a teenager or if you are a teenager, would you ever not go online? Like, let's be real. We all do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to expect somebody to just not use social media because people might be saying things about that. So at the end of the day, look, you can say or do whatever you want on social media. You have that right. Um, me and Brittany are really, really, really empathetic people to the point where it's almost like a problem in our personal lives <laughs> that we're so empathetic. And we like feel bad for everybody so and everything. We, yeah, but like I do, you know, I feel bad for Addison period, just seeing that TikTok and then just imagining her going on Twitter and then seeing people questioning like basically why she's still even trying because she what, she sucks so bad or something. You know what I mean? Like that it's just it's just not very nice. And like, yeah, are you allowed to say it? Yes, you are. But I also think it's not wrong to just consider the feelings of other people and mm-hmm. how what you're saying could impact them, especially doing such a hard sport, being so young and dealing with, you know, something that could be tough, like not making, she probably was aiming to make the Pan Am Games team and not making that probably was hurtful. Kind of a slap in the face maybe to her, you know what I mean? And like people have big feelings and sometimes if you're not involved in it directly, our big feelings as fans are better off just like you said, Brittany, said to a friend in a private group or whatever. I just feel like people like, people are so quick to throw out every mean thought. stuff and every thought on the internet and they're not thinking about what it feels like to be the person that I'm gets on Twitter and sees people even just talking about them. Yeah. Um, I think people really underestimate that and you don't even have to be like a huge celebrity to have it happen just when you're in a small circle of people you know we even get it sometimes just having a podcast and you know I sometimes want to get on Twitter or go on Reddit and just scroll through it for my own leisure but like you're always at the risk of like seeing somebody talking about you and yes it comes with it like it just comes with the territory Mm -hmm. Um, but then also you can't take away from like how that impacts people Um, especially if if you've never experienced it yourself Um, I think the key takeaway from this and we'll wrap this up I think it's a good thing to just be mindful of that 
ultimately it's at your discretion like people are free to say whatever they want I don't think that athletes should make fans feel like they can't talk um and vice versa you know what I mean the athletes are also allowed to have an opinion on what you said about them you know what I mean like I think that that is all fine and it's all at your discretion but I also think that like it doesn't hurt to just be kind and be mindful of the fact that maybe the person you're talking about is going to see this and how might that make them feel you know Mm -hmm. what I mean um, some things I think are better left either on set or in a private area. It's a really, really, really hard sport. I think most of us know that. And we know just from having a lot of conversations with athletes or even with family members of athletes, just knowing that they see what people say, that they are affected by it and knowing how much they appreciate the fans that speak positively. And it's not to say that these fans are just 100% positive people and they never have anything negative to say, but it's just knowing when something should be like a private conversation and when something needs to be public. But that's just how we operate. Yeah. We're not at all saying that like this is the one and only right answer and this is how people should be running their social media. That's just how we are. You know, I like to make other people feel good. And if what I'm posting out there isn't going to make somebody feel good, I'm probably just going to say it in a private message. But like you said, Brittany, I think that comes with age. Yeah. So uh, it's one of those situations where you can see both sides of it. But I hope Addison has a good support system around her. I think that she's had great success internationally in the last year or two. And her love for gymnastics, I could feel through my phone screen when I was talking to her. So, and that's a beautiful thing. I think that's really what it's all about. Yeah. Like how beautiful is it that she has something that she's so passionate about that she's willing to invest the time the hours physically how hard it is on her body and her mind she's willing to invest all of that into the sport to keep going because she just loves it so much and I hope she keeps going despite what people say because I think in the end that will feel good for her too to know that like she didn't let other people run her out of the sport Mm -hmm. people that are anonymous online that don't know her they don't know her story and everything that she's been through whatever why she's making the choices that she's making yeah like you know why you're making the choices that you're making you've already found great success in that and you know do it for you don't do it for other people especially not people that you don't even know on the internet so that would be if I could speak to Addison right now that's what I would say that does it for this week's episode we hope you guys enjoyed it and of course as always we like to end by thanking our gold level patreon supporters so a big thank you to Alex M Jenna A ML KDC MSU, Kimberly G, Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, Paul M, Krista, Jasmine C, and Lee B. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much. You definitely help to keep the show going and you make it what it is. So thank you. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we always have a link in the show notes down below to um, our Patreon page where you can see the perks of each tier level, how you join, and all of that. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the future. We're not going to give you any hints just yet, but I would say mid-October maybe end of October-ish. We have two very exciting things coming for Patreon supporters, gold level Patreon supporters in particular. So be on the lookout for that. 
As far as Worlds coverage this week, we are hoping to do a podcast after the all-around final. So we'll talk about the team final and the all-around final in that episode. And then we'll also do one after the event finals. So be on the lookout for that as well. We hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy watching the World Championships. And we will talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.